Good morning, church. Today's message is a standalone message. It's not heavy on theology. It's not heavy on doctrinal. It is a supplication and a prayer from me to you, a practical sermon. I felt the Lord working on me these past few months, and he really revealed a lot to me about my relationship with him, my relationship with others, the church, the world, my home. He really sat me down and said, you might want to practice what you preach. You're not allowing yourself to Sabbath and to rest as you ought to. And my response was, Lord, I just don't have time. And he said, make time. You may think that your life is nothing but minutes and hours and days passing by, ticking by, and you would be right in that assumption. Time is ticking by, but that is not the sum and game for us here on this earth. We each have purpose and value that we contribute to this world. We each have a life that has been orchestrated and choreographed by the Creator God. It's fascinating to me and to know that we're all buzzing around this planet doing our very own thing as the second hand continues to move. The minutes pass and they are counted. And is it just me, but isn't time flying by so quickly? It's as if I blinked and another day or week or month has completely vanished. Time is vanishing so quickly. And who is keeping track of that? Time. Time is a phantom. It truly is. Time is an illusion. Time keeps track of us, yet we lose it. It's priceless, yet some waste it. You can't buy time if you tried, yet some sell it short. Time moves slowly for some, and yet some spend all day trying to catch it. It's mostly watched, yet it's invisible to all. Some try to manage time, and yet it's managing them. However, time is of the essence. There is an obligation to fulfill your practical use of time while you're here living on this earth. Don't you agree? You weren't born to just let time pass you by. No, no, no. You were eccentrically created and born to fulfill your God-given apostolic and evangelizing duty and to live an abundant life of grace and to love unto others. That's what the Bible says. Love God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul, and love others likewise. And that is what we believe, and that is what we must do. But we can get distracted in our time or perhaps our rhythms. For example, you woke up today and you began your day. Whether your day was already planned, planned for you, or you are beginning to plan it now, time is moving on. And as seconds move into the next, we can begin to realize how quickly we can start filling our next few moments with things we need to do, right? Everyone does that. Is the coffee pot on? Are the kids up? Where's the dog? Don't forget to take out the trash. Who didn't move the wet clothes to the dryer? Don't forget to sign that paperwork. Where's the remote? Where's my keys? We can get ourselves caught up on the little things that distract us off of our schedule, have us running late, or keep us out of balance that has us spinning out of control, like Mr. Rabbit in the movie Alice in Wonderland. We can find ourselves in that dimension of having to continue on without pause or reflection of what's really going on. Well, because who is going to turn on the coffee pot? Who will pick up the kids? Where are my keys? When will the clothes get moved to the dryer? Because in reality, that is our reality. That's our life. Those things do matter and must be done. But what we must remember 
is that in the living out of our life, we ought not to be a hamster on the wheel singing Cher's hit, If I Could Turn Back Time. In simple terms, how fast or slow is your life moving right now on that hamster wheel? Are you spinning the wheel or is it spinning you? Are you stalled out? Is your life always in a hurry, rushing from one thing to the next to the next? What is dictating your life? To go forward, we must look back at our life and take a second to pause and reflect on it. Is there any part of my life out of order or rhythm? Every aspect of your life must have rhythm, a sequence, a placement of regular and repeated patterns. There's a sound to your life. What does your life sound like? What does the rhythms of your life look like? Check this out. Does your life sound like that, out of tune and with no rhythm, no melody or harmony? Goodness, I hope not. Now I want, I don't want to make fun of that guy. I don't know him. He's probably a great guy and can play really well. But some of us in fact do sound like that in our lives out of sync and out of rhythm with our very own life. Either we're on volume 10 constantly with no dynamics at all, or we're unaware of the sound of nails on a chalkboard is in fact not instrumental music. And what we need is a necessary ending of continually playing out an out of tune instrument in our life and pick up the God-led sacred rhythms. And that's the question that's always asked. How do we do that? How does it happen? How does the Spirit of God indwell in us so that it keeps us in time, in rhythm, and sounding beautiful for all? Sacred rhythms. Sacred rhythms happen when spiritual disciplines become the transformation of who we are in Christ. You see, if you want a new life, a changed life, truly desiring a new song in Christ, we must long for the spiritual guidance from Christ. We must allow the guidance to come from the Lord and not ourselves. We tend to guide ourselves down paths unintended for us because of simple distractions. Take Mar Martha and Mary's story, for example, in the book of Luke. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to this village where a woman named Martha opened up her home to him. And she had a sister, her name was Mary, and Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha, 
was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made, she came to him and she said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, he says, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Not only was Martha worried about all the things, she was distracted. Distractions can become dangerous if we don't recognize them immediately. Distractions can cause us to become slightly off key if we're not careful. Mary chose to sit at the feet of Jesus. Was Martha wrong and Mary right? By all means, no. Neither was right or wrong. Jesus said, Mary chose what was better, not right. To know what is better rather than assume on our own what is right or wrong, we must meet with God daily. We must create space for him, meet with him in prayer, daily read scripture, and allow Holy Spirit moments to orchestrate beautiful sounds and rhythms for our life. His spirit brings great peace and contentment. Psalms 46 says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in all the earth. When you become still and you know that God is God, you are able to take a deep breath and release. Is it hard and impractical at times? Yes, of course. I'd be lying to you if I said it doesn't come with frustrations at times, a little bit of self-control. But we can stand in the hope that God is for us and he's not working against us. Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. That his yoke is easy and his burden is light. That passage is great. Jesus is saying, come, bring yourself to me. He doesn't say, not now, I'm busy, leave me alone, I've got a million things to do. I've got to heal this person on my day off. I've got to feed the 5,000 and I've got to put the religious leaders in check. No, he doesn't say that. Jesus is exactly the model that we need in our current world. He says, come close to me. I have exactly what you need. Take from me what you need. Learn from me and you will find rest in me for your soul. Most of us are tired more so than we know. Our souls are tired. We are teetering on the brink of exhaustion and experiencing fatigue syndrome, burnout, and we don't even realize it. We spend our time wishing and hoping that we'll get a day off. And what do we do? Fill it up with time of more stuff to do. We are busy people doing unproductive things. We justify our wasted time becoming numb to controlled surroundings and environments. Some of us have allowed our busyness to become our business. We've become an anxious people. What will people think of me if I don't show up to this or to that? What will people think of me if I don't spend five hours cleaning my house? What will I do if I can't look the part or have all my stuff together all the time? That's an exhausting way to live. But guess what? There's hope. Instead of wringing our hands of the coulda, woulda, shoulda, Let's be a people of hope. In Philippians, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with great thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, 
will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. Oh boy, Callie, that's super hard. Don't be anxious about anything. Yep, I know. I'm about to lose my marriage. Don't be anxious. My faith is failing. Don't be anxious. My health is failing. Don't be anxious. My family's a mess. Don't be anxious. My house is falling apart. Don't be anxious. My children, my grandchildren are far from God. Don't be anxious. It looks like the enemy is winning. Don't be anxious. What does your mind or your heart say sometimes? It reveals some scary and frightening stuff, doesn't it? Freaky. (laughs) We may live here in that mindset sometimes, like Chicken Little, the sky is falling. But what does God say? God says in that very passage, every situation, every situation, pray with thanksgiving, pray with a grateful heart, and present your request to him and a peace, his peace, that supersedes all of our human understanding will guard your heart and guard your mind. That means even in the midst of the storm, surrender your posture of fear and anxiousness to him. Stop the tape of the Jaws soundtrack and hear the sacred rhythm and the sweet melody of amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me and you. We once were lost, but now we're found. We were blind and now we see. Since then you have been raised with Christ, says Colossians. Set your spiritual hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. You see, all this junk that we're in right now, the worldly things will all pass away. None of this stuff that we argue about on social media or fill our homes will ever come with us. Materialistic stuff or otherwise is all meaningless. That's what the writer in Ecclesiastes mentions. All is meaningless. You know, I've never witnessed a U-Haul following a hearst. At the end of your final hour, it's only you and God standing face to face on judgment day. What will that sound like? What will that sound be? I pray that it's a glorious sound of hymns and praises, singing holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Worthy is the Lamb, and not the screams and wailings of being tossed into the lake of fire. Today is the day, and we must get it right today, and stay in step with the sacred rhythms of God. You see, God is orchestrating and conducting a beautiful sound for your life. As I stand here today, Will you listen closer? Don't fall into the trap of distractions that tomorrow will be better if I just make this insurmountable change, if I just add a little auto-tune to my instrument, if I just work harder, perform better, that it will happen. That doesn't work. It never has worked. Listen to the words in James. Now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go this, we will go that city, spend a year there, carry on in business and make money. Why, you don't even know what will happen to you tomorrow. What is your life? It's nothing but a mist that appears for a while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live here and we will do that or this. 
As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes, all such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good, they ought to do the good. And who doesn't? Well, it's sin for them. Did you hear that? If it's the Lord's will, what is the Lord's will then for your life? You must cultivate your new rhythms with God and ask him what they will be. Be still, sit in solitude with the Lord, confess to him and ask for forgiveness for all the ways and in all the areas of your life that you've gone off and did your own thing to realize that your life maybe sounds terrible. It's out of tune, not in sync. One of the best ways to cultivate new rhythms is with God is to surrender your idea of thinking that you are strong enough. Listen, you are enough, don't get me wrong, but you're not strong enough to handle everything at once. There's seasons. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. In those seasons, there's a perfect grace. Paul said in 2 Corinthians of God, he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will gladly boast all the more about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. That is a powerful passage right there. It's very counterculture to the time we live in. We are mocked if we appear weak. We confess that Christ is Lord and he's guiding us or reveal that we don't have it all together. We are mocked and that's okay. We know who does have it all together. God is holding you in the palm of his mighty hand. And Zephaniah scripture says, the Lord your God is with you. The mighty warrior who saves, he will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but he will rejoice and sing over you. How amazing is that? To know that God takes great delight in us and rejoices over us with singing, even when we get it wrong. Remember the saxophone player that was out of key? Take a listen to this. Same guy, different day. We all have bad days from time to time. But let us remember ourselves that we are not perfect, but we have a perfect God. Allow yourself to surrender to the sweet and kind sacred rhythms that God has for your life. Allow him to orchestrate a sweet melody over your life. Let him keep time for you. As we close today's message, I want you to pay close attention to these lyrics that the we will worship with with the band. Someone wrote this song and I can't help but believe that he or she was desiring the same sacred rhythms that God intended for them. Take a listen to this. 
I can't go back to the beginning. I can't control what tomorrow will bring. But I know here in the middle is the place where you promised to be. I'm not enough unless you come. Will you meet me here again? Because all I want is who you are. Will you meet me here again? Let us pray. Lord, will you meet us here today? Will you meet us in the places that we so desperately need you to fine tune us? Would you allow us to sit in that spot of our sacred rhythms with you? Lord, we know that you've orchestrated, you've conducted, you've made a beautiful sound for us. Could we lay down our instruments and pick up a God-led sacred rhythm? Lord, we love you, we trust you, we trust what you would have in our life. We believe that you're not only the God of today, but was and is to come. Lord, we thank you for what you are doing in our lives, what you've produced in our life. Lord, would you give us more? Would you allow us to hear the sweet, sweet sound of amazing grace? Lord, be with us today. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. Let us worship.
must you come? Will you meet me here again? Cause all I want is all you Hi, I'm Brad. And I'm Lynn. We're so glad you joined us for worship today. If you haven't yet, please take a moment and fill out our communication card. It can be found on our website or on the PFN Connect app. We want you to feel that you are known, valued, and have purpose in Jesus Christ, just as we found our purpose serving in the production ministry. We hope you have a great week, and please join us again next week for another great worship experience.